Hi everyone. Hello. Hi. So, yes, my name is Evelyn and I am the sister of Monica and Monique. And while I'm here, I so I just came back from doing um, six months with God and he totally changed my life and I was so excited. I called Johnny and I said, Johnny, because he's like Johnny had expressed before, he has watched me, my sisters, really grow in the Lord. And um, I really consider Johnny like a spiritual dad to me. Um, he's counseled us in um, along many difficulties in life, and he did it with love. But the one thing I appreciate with Johnny is he always, even when we were acting mature, he always approached us with maturity. And I think that really challenged us to grow. And he always came at us with the word of God. And um, never from his own thinking, but he never talked to us about having the Bible in his hand. And so I think God doing such a work in my life, it meant a lot for me to share that with Johnny. And and I said, Johnny, I'm so excited what God has done. Like, I'm happy to share with anyone who's willing to listen. And he said, great, come on Wednesday. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm here, just to really share. Um, it's really not necessarily my story, but it's really to share about the awesomeness of God and what he can do in a life. Um, God is really amazing, and I'm really, I'm overwhelmed by his commitment to us, um, his commitment to our transformation, his commitment to our healing. Um, he's relentless, he doesn't stop, and that's what he did with me. So, why am I here? So I'm here to share my testimony of what God has done in my life these, my life these last six months. Um, and then to encourage you guys how important discipleship is in the life of a believer. I, through my experience, I really learned how crucial discipleship is in my life. Um, so what did I do? So I just came back from spending six months in, three months in Australia, and then another three months on like a mission kind of tour outreach. So what I did is, you'll hear me say this throughout my testimony. What I did was a DTS with YWAM. So what is a DTS? DTS stands for Discipleship Training School. And I did it with a missions organization called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Now I'm not a youth. I am 33 years old. But nonetheless, um, what's really great about this organization is that's just the name of it. But in my experience, there was families, people of all different ages um, that want to be discipled. So it really doesn't matter um, where you're at in life, what stage you're at in life. Um, if you want to go deeper with God, you can do that. Um, so, where was I at before I did my DTS? Uh, so, wait, how did God get me to this place where I was really craving discipleship? So, like I said before, I had been, I grew up having God in my life for 30 years. Um, but I probably would say it wasn't until about eight years ago did God really shift me from undoing a lot of religious activity and expectations and turning me towards relationship. And that happened about 2008. And ever since then, he's just been so gracious to really show me more of himself and call me into deeper relationship. But it was about last year mid-2015, where the Holy Spirit began to really reveal um, my lack of fulfillment in my Christian walk. 
Um, and for a long time, I had always wanted to, to get disciple. I knew, like, maybe for about three years up until this point, that, like, something was missing. Um, the the dynamic walk that the scriptures talk about, the power, the authority, um, the effectiveness, the bearing fruit, um, it wasn't happening in a way, um, it wasn't happening. Like, I would do the good, comfortable thing. Like, I don't get me wrong, like, I love God. I love God. But I would do, like, the good, comfortable thing. But all the while, like, knowing that I was missing out on something. And I remember one time, like, the Holy Spirit finally helped me understand and put a picture to what I, to where I was at inside. I knew God was a feast. But I felt like I kept eating crumbs. Like, crumbs of His goodness, or crumbs of His love, or crumbs of His power, but not the fullness. And so, but me, I'm like, I want that, but I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't even know how to get there. I know that's what I want. I know that's what's happening, but I don't know how to get there. And um, not until last year did God start to get things in motion for me to finally head on that journey with him. And my sister, like Johnny had mentioned before, Monique, um, a couple years back, she did like her own kind of DTS where she went away for 10 months to walk with God, learn how to be a disciple with the School of Evangelism. But she came back with this Bible study book called Experiencing God. God was totally directing me towards that book. To this day, like this book blesses me so much. It's such a great discipleship book. Um, but he led me to pull it down off the shelf and because I was just so frustrated with the inconsistency with my walk. And to be honest, like, when it comes to enjoying my walk with God, this is, you know, no judgment, hopefully, but it was like 60% frustrated, 40% enjoyment, if that makes sense. Like, I was largely frustrated with my inconsistency, frustrated with my failure, um, disappointed with myself, with with my lack of devotion, so just really frustrated. And then, but then I'll have good points in the year where it's good, and I'm feeling him, and and I'm you know on top of my devos, and you know it's good. But that's basically kind of how it was. And I get this book called Experiencing God in it. The first page of like the first chapter says, "Are you wanting more dynamic walk with God? Are you frustrated with the walk that you have right now?" And I'm like, yes, that's totally me. I just like started to cry because I knew the Lord was speaking to my heart. Um, and one of the first, which is why I really love when God confirms when he's up to something. Because even me right now sharing this testimony with you, I feel like it's such perfect timing. Because when I visited on Sunday, the responsive reading was John uh, 15, 5, or 1 through 8. And then Joshua talks about spiritual gifts. And I kid you not, those are the two texts that God used in my life to, as a catalyst to get me to start to search Him and seek Him out for my purpose. Um, and so when I'm doing experiencing God, they talk, uh, they touch on John 15, 5. And John 15, 5 says, um, if you have your Bibles, you're welcome to go there. 
But John 15, 5 says, and we've heard this probably a lot, right? I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Something about that verse, the Holy Spirit just had it land on me. And I think what he was trying to get me to understand about depth of relationship, the fruit that I wanted to share, um, the life that I really wanted to have in Christ, he was trying to get me to understand that it's all hinged on my intimacy and my love relationship with him. Apart from him, I can't do anything. So even though I may want to be like with me, I really wanted the gift of evangelism. But even though I really, really wanted to do that, like I could never get there outside of having an intimate relationship with Jesus. Like that's where it started. So then that's like on me for a few months. And then it's January 2016 and I get in my car and I flip on the radio and Brian Broderson is on the radio. And usually, I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a pastor of Costa Mesa. And I usually don't like listening to him because, <laughs> because like, he takes a while to get his thoughts out. But for some reason, the Holy Spirit was like, don't turn, listen to what he's saying. And he was talking about spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12. And I've never heard Brian like teach this like lit up, but he was going at it. He was like, do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Do you know you have a role to play? Uh, do you know that God has given you a purpose and design for the body of Christ? Do you know that you're called to live out a dynamic walk? Um, if you don't know, then maybe you're not bearing fruit. Maybe you're feeling that you're not effective. And he said, like, when it comes to the kingdom of God, there's no spectators. Everyone's called to be a participant. <laughs> I've never heard Brian teach like this before. But it really spoke to my heart, and it was that message that the Holy Spirit began to stir in me all these questions. What is my gifts? What am I good at? What is it that you call me to? What is my role in the body of Christ? Um, am I really walking a dynamic walk with you? And I was like, uh, I, I, I didn't have, the, the sad thing, what disappointed me is I didn't have answers to these questions. Um, but then I said, okay, God, we need to figure this out. And that's when he started me on the journey. Um, shortly after he brought a friend into my life, um, I was ready to kind of move off of my job. I was working in Hollywood for two years, um, working at a music agency. And it was fun, it was great, but I felt like my time there was coming to a close. And he was bringing me to this place of surrender to where, as I was praying, like, Lord, show me, I want more. Um, he was bringing me to this place to where I was able to say, okay, look, God, I'm ready for something new. But I don't want to do, I don't want to just go get another job. And I don't want to just uh, get work just to work. This time, God, I really want to walk in your purposes for me. I really want you to guide me in this next step. I don't want just work. I really want your work for me. So then he brings a friend into my life. We did a mission trip together um, three years ago. Hadn't seen her in three years. She pops up all of a sudden back into my life, and she's like, hey, girl, what's going on? And I'm telling her, like, I'm just at this crossroads, and I'm ready for God to do something new, but I don't know what, but I'm speaking to him, but I'm really confused. And she's like, well, uh, I just did this thing called a DTS, and I just staffed it. 
and God totally transformed me, you should probably pray about doing a DTS. Um, I think God can really speak to you and give you vision. And I'm like, oh, well, well, how, what does what it cost? And it costs money, and it had to raise money. And I was like, oh, not really feeling that idea, but she's like, just pray about it. Nonetheless, God really started to work in my heart and guide me in that direction. And I started to do some research. It's really funny. We can ask God all the time, like, show me, show me, show me. But there's some practical things we can do for him to actually speak and give us insight. So he was like, how about you research? If, if you want me to tell you to do DTS, how about you research and find out what it's all about? So when I did, my heart, everything that I had been wanting was happening at this school. So I said, okay, God, should I apply, should I apply, should I apply? And um, I remember one night, I couldn't go to sleep, and I woke, like, I, so I prayed, which at that time, I usually don't, I don't do. So I prayed, and God led me to go to this devotional, and in the devotional, it said, for that day, was like taking a step of faith. Um, if you feel God is leading your direction, but you're not sure, just take a step of faith, and see how he will respond. So I said, okay, God, I'll take a step of faith, and I'll apply to so I applied to the DTS, um, and before I got there, I had so many question marks on my spirit, big questions. Like, I was going into it with such big questions, calling, destiny, giftings, purpose. I didn't realize how lost and insecure I was until I came to this point. Um, so now that I'm at the school, I have all these big questions until one night, it was like the second week of school, and the school's really great because you have 12, 12 weeks where you just go in depth, it's like the Salvation 101, and they talk about the nature and character of God, and uh, repentance and forgiveness, knowing, learning how to hear the voice of God, and you would think like, well, I've had God in my life for 30 years, like, been there, done that, I should know, not even close, like, barely scratched the surface. So it's the second week, and I'm lying in my bed, and I'm asking God, like, okay, talk to me. Because I'm surrounded by, like, all these really creative, amazing people, and I'm feeling super insecure. Like, I can't do anything. Like, I'm not good at anything. And I'm lying in bed, and I'm like, oh, what am I good at? Like, everyone's so amazing. And I'm not doing anything. Like, what am I good at? What's my purpose? What's my role? And then the Holy Spirit, he revealed something to me that I would have never caught. He said, do you know that you're afraid when you ask me these things? Do you feel that? you know that you're afraid? And I'm like, I am afraid. And then he's like, well, all right, good night. Like, he didn't even touch. He didn't go deeper. He just wanted to highlight that to help me recognize, hey, do you know that you're afraid when you ask me these things? So then the next day, uh, we're doing evangelism. And there's this exercise where you go into like a public place. And you talk about the character of God with your friend who's, like, standing really far away. So it's to get you to feel comfortable projecting if you want to do, like, an opening and preach. And my friend said, what's the character of God that you love the most? And not really thinking about it, I said, the fact that God's a father. And I start to talk about, you know, it's not that he's just a father. It's just that he's a good father because he has dreams for you. He has hopes for you. He tells you what you're good at. He, he expresses his potential that you have. Um, and then and then later, like I share that, but then later, 
God can speak to you anywhere. <laughs> God can speak to you anywhere. It is embarrassing, but I was in the toilet when the Holy Spirit came to me <laughs> and gave me one of the biggest revelations I had um, while I was away. And because I was thinking about what I was saying, and he was like, did you hear yourself, what you said about me? That, char- that part of the character that you love most about me is that I'm a father. And I'm like, yeah. Um, and he's like, remember what you were saying, that you like the fact that as a good father, I have hopes and dreams, in, and I, I can affirm you. And he said, and that's why you're scared when you ask me. With my dad, my earthly father, he's present, but not present. I know my dad loved me, but when it came to affirmation, when it came for him expressing his heart as a father for me, I didn't really get that. And there would be times I would ask dad, like, dad, what if I go and do this? Like, dad, what if I date this kind of a boy? And he would say, uh, like, and I know he meant well, but he would say, uh, you know, you got a good head on your shoulders. And at the time, I know he's telling me, I know if you're a smart girl, you'll make the right choice. But what I was looking for him to tell me, what he feels as a father that I should deserve. Or what he feels as a father, what I'm capable of, or my potential, or my capacity. I never heard my father's heart for me. And when I would ask him something, he would have nothing to say. And the Holy Spirit helped me connect the two. He said, the reason why you ask me about your future with a fear is because you're afraid that I won't have anything to say like your dad. But I'm not your dad. And when you hear it, but that to me, just like right now, I'm getting misty. I like cried for 20 minutes in the toilet. Like, it undid me. I didn't realize that I was relating to God. I wasn't, I didn't realize that I, I knew God was an almighty God. I knew that he was creator. I knew that he's my savior. I knew that he was Lord. But he was highlighting that I wasn't relating to him as a father. There was a part of his character that I didn't know, um, but something that was so crucial for me. Um, and so only, I think, things that are that deep, that's something only the Holy Spirit can like, show you. And so based off that revelation, the Holy Spirit really began to work in my life and change me. Because as a, as a woman, here I am asking these questions, what's my purpose? Do you have dreams for me? Basically, I'm asking Heavenly Father, do you have dreams for me, Dad? What am I like, Dad? What am I good at, Dad? What's my what am I what's my potential, Dad? And he's saying, I'm not like your dad. I have plenty to say. And he had plenty to say. And I want to say probably one of the most <clears throat> amazing weeks I've had for the 12 weeks I was there in Australia doing this school was something called Father Heart of God Week. And you take a week to connect with God as your father. And there, it was that week with me, I had a lot of insecurities and a lot of fears. And it was that week when I learned about the love of the father for me, how secure it is, how safe it is, that his heart for me is good. And I think for for me, I had a lot of trust issues. I, I Oftentimes I doubted, like, you know, if I want this good thing that, if I really wanted it, he didn't want to give it to me because I really wanted it. Just like really weird, twisted thinking. But the heart of my father is always for something good. 
Like if I would want the best, why would my father also want the best for me? And oftentimes I realize that the things that I desired, God wants that for me even more than I do. Like if I'm wanting freedom, if I'm wanting to reach like my potential in him, he wants that even more than I do. The father's heart for us is insanely, it's real, it's deep, it's intimate, it's faithful, it's committed, it's safe, it's such a safe place. Um, and you know there, there's a scripture, I think it's like somewhere in First John where it talks about like a perfect love cast out all fear. And it was that week where I really learned the perfect love of God for me. And it really did dispel a lot of my fears. And I think that week I never felt, God set me free from a lot. I, I unloaded and I unloaded a lot. And that's the thing when it comes to discipleship and really wanting to go deep with God. It takes you to go deep within your own self. To go deeper within your brokenness, deeper within your pain, deep within your insecurities, deep within your fears. That's when you experience God, um, I think, on a deeper level than <coughs> maybe than what you have in the past or what I have had in the past. Um, now I know. It's not that I can just say he's a healer. Now I know he's a healer. But not just physically, spiritually, our God is a healer because he healed me from so many things internally, things I didn't even know, areas I was broken in. But it was those areas of brokenness that caused a lot of the frustration in my walk. Um, areas of insecurity, areas of fears um, that caused the, like I said, the 60% frustration and the 40% enjoyment. It's because of all that stuff that was in there. But if I didn't let God go deep in there to experience Him in His fullness to be truly a God who is faithful, truly a God who gives, truly a God who heals, truly a God who loves, um, I would have missed it. I would have missed God in a, in a very intimate way. Um, and so, as far as me being insecure and questioning whether I'm good enough, whether I'm talented enough, he took that week, and what's really amazing is how powerful prayer is. When you become transparent, and you you let people that you trust into what's really going on, and they pray for you, you will be amazed at how the Holy Spirit will speak to you through prayer. And it was through those times of prayer where I'm just feeling, where I just was transparent and let it out. This is what I'm scared of. This is what I'm afraid of. I have fear of man. I'm, I have fear of failure. failure. I have fear of responsibility. Um, all these fears where the Holy Spirit through prayer spoke to me and let me know that in Him, my identity in Him, whatever He, the person that He's created me to be has amazing capacity. I just didn't really know who I was yet in God. Um, but it was the Father's love who first made me feel secure. To trust Him enough um, that whatever He calls me to do, His heart for me, it's one of love, it's safe. I will trust Him. He won't do anything to harm me. And His heart for me is good. So this idea of like Him not wanting to give me something good, that's a lie. It's false. So He broke 
and um, released me from so many lies that had been really bearing bad patterns in my life, weird thinking. It's really amazing how when your view of God is distorted, how that really translates into the choices that we make and the way that we think about ourselves and other people. Um, but once he aligns our vision, we see him clearly, we see him rightly, then we can see ourselves rightly. And then all of a sudden, like, these possibilities just open because you're set free. He sets you free to be the person that he's always designed you to be. You're, like, free to actually be you. But at the time, I didn't know who I was. So he does this amazing work. Then the following week, or a couple weeks later, is uh, a week on the fear of the Lord. Something really strange happened in that week where Holy Spirit showed up. And um, he told us to go to Ezekiel 37. And that's the text where he goes to Ezekiel and he takes him to a valley of dry bones. And this, this valley is filled with dead, dry, very, very, very dry bones. And he tells to Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. And Ezekiel prophesies to the bones. He prophesies to the breath. And it comes over the bones. And they rise. And flesh is on them. Skin is on them. And they become a mighty, vast army. And it was something about that text that God was wanting us to understand. The power of his word. When he speaks in our life, it brings life. When he speaks in our life, it, it can take things that are dead and it brings it to life. And so from that, we had a time of uh, prayer over one another. And I received words of prophecy over my life. And it was that, like I said, times of prayer. This is where the spiritual giftings come in, right? I, they were talking about on Sunday. The spiritual giftings come in. And I had a time of prayer, and I had plenty of friends and leaders prophesying over me, speaking identity over me, giftings, what God has called me. And one of the things that I, everything, I, I was completely caught off guard. So here I am, this girl, Five weeks ago, not knowing what her giftings are, calling, destiny, purpose. In that time of prayer, hi. In that time of prayer, God revealed to me my gifting as a communicator. That he's raised me to be a communicator. That he's anointed my mouth. And what's really weird is I didn't feel that. But once that was spoken over me, I be he began to show me how that works. Um, and, and... He's shown me so much favor with people. Um, it was spoken over me that like God's put an attraction over me. He showed me favor with people that when you speak, He will allow people to listen. And that really came. The fulfillment of that really started to work itself out when I was on outreach. Um, and the list, I mean, I was overwhelmed with the amazing, good gifts, dreams, purposes, um, thoughts. Right? That's what it says in Psalms, right? Like, my thoughts for you, they're continual. And in Jeremiah, he says they're good thoughts. He can be a future and a hope. And I was just hearing the thoughts of God over me. And I was overwhelmed. My father had something to say. My father had something to say. And so I said, those are probably the most crucial, crucial moments for me um, in my time over there where where I, I came with a huge question mark on my spirit and God showed up and as and as I opened myself up to 
you know, things that are hard so you don't want to admit in life, whether you're insecure in areas or have fears about things. When I gave that to the Lord and was honest about those things, He then came and gave me, through His Word, such good things. He brought such healing through His Word, such truth through His Word. And, and my life began to change. My, I felt like a change in, in my spirit. I, like, I felt like I was finally becoming the person that he has always wanted me to be. Now that the chains of insecurity and fears and brokenness are gone because he's healed it, like I can actually be me. And it felt really good. Um, so then uh, I go on outreach and God, I, I experienced God even more. Now with what he's taught me, now of who he is to me and who I am in him, life in God is crazy empowering. Like, crazy empowering. He's given us so much authority as disciples. He's given us so much authority um, as agents of bringing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and that's what, got, that's what I got to do for three months in Asia. So I spent two weeks in Thailand and three weeks in Myanmar and six weeks in Japan. And um, in the three months I was there, I've never personally, like I've seen people, I've had people pray over me when they have healing. But I can't say for myself that I've actually prayed over someone and, and had someone be healed. Um, and in my time there, I, I saw the Holy Spirit with my own eyes, like, heal people through really simple prayers. Like, I think most of us feel that we have to pray this really, like, grand, big spiritual prayer. I kid you not, a 17-year-old boy ankle, he, his ankle was, was uh, sprained. He had a, an ankle brace. And a friend, me and a friend found him in a mall. And he didn't speak English, so we had to, like, do really rough translation. So because I couldn't use a lot of English words, I just had to be really simple to that point. So we just said, look, we believe that God led us here to pray for you. Because at the time we, when we prayed, God gave us uh, a word, ankle, as far as to pray for healing. And we saw this kid, and he had this brain, so we said, we think you're the one that we're supposed to pray for. Can we pray for you? And he's like, yeah, sure, you can pray for me. All we said was, be healed in Jesus' name. His ankle was healed. Like, that's the power of God. Like, it's not about our, us and our words. It's about the Holy Spirit and His power and how He wanted to manifest Himself in love to this 17-year-old kid. So we saw God just do amazing things, just showing up for people, using us, the body of Christ, manifesting His spiritual gifts, because it's true what He says in 1 Corinthians 12, each one of us has a gift. Each one of us has a role and a part to play. Uh, an area where we function. And all throughout our team, God was just manifesting his spiritual gifts in us. And we're just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Because we never knew that we could be used like this in this capacity of ministry. Um, and then uh, I would probably say Japan is where God spoke to do the most about me. And helping me uh, reveal more about next steps. And him helping me see like my desire for... Wanted to just work with God. My time on outreach, I was like, wow, God, I just want to work with you. I love seeing you set a person free in front of my eyes. I love seeing you manifest your love to someone in front of me. Like, it's the most incredible thing to see a person 
finally come to realize the truth of the love of God for them or the reality of God for them. It's like, it's super thrilling. And so I said, God, I just, I just want to work with you. And so out of that, he, even though I wasn't looking into missions, out of that, he uh, gave me vision to do two years ministry in Japan, which starts this time next year. So um, Japan is a really hard place, but nonetheless, God loves that nation. They're great economically, but socially they're a mess. Marriages are crazy, high suicide rates, high alcoholism. They need Jesus. And with that nation, it's kind of really, really hard because the fruit is slow, but nonetheless, God loves the Japanese like he loves anyone else all over the world. Right? He says that he's the God of the nations, and that includes Japan. So he said, well, you've been there, so you know how it works, Ev. How about you and me? You said you want to work with me? Let's go. So I said, okay, God, we're going. So uh, from that, like, I just, I'm sitting here. Have, like, sometimes I think, like, did that really happen? <laughs> did all that really happen? Did I see you? Did you actually do these things in me? And when I share my testimony now, it's not just in theory. Now I've experienced it for myself. Mm-hmm. I've experienced the healing myself. I've experienced the reality of God personally. It's not... Yeah. <clears throat> I think before it was just kind of like, this is what I've seen, and this is, this is what I've read. But to have experienced it myself and and parted with God myself, I know it to be true. So now, event like I want to share the gospel now. Before I used to be really freaked out and really scared, but now knowing how God has gifted me with with communication, now I kind of feel like this this joyful responsibility uh, to now share the most important message I could ever share in my entire life, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now because I've experienced the love of God for myself that has set me free, that I've experienced freedom now and this true joy, like, now I just can't wait. I'm like, Lord, just give me an opportunity. Like, who needs to know you? Who needs to experience you? Who needs to know that they're loved by you? Who needs to know that they can be set free? Um, So now it's like this weird, uncomfortable duty. Now it's like this privilege and this joy. Because it's really not me. It's really not me. It's really God showing up. I'm just willing to work with him. But it's really him that does the work. So that is basically my testimony. What God has done in me, where God has taken me. Um, discipleship is so important. Uh, I would say if, if, again, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, if, if transparency, it's really hard to do in the church, man. Because we want to look like good Christians, right? Like, we don't want people to know we got problems. But it's just like, okay, just welcome to the world, open up the Bible. That's what First Corinthians is all about. The church with people who have problems. We can't hide from that. But God wants to heal it. So I, 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 I see now that if you're a believer, but, you know, if you, if you feel frustrated oftentimes in your walk, or if you can't get past inconsistencies, um, or you're, you're walking with certain brokenness, certain pain from past experiences. Um, get disciple. 
because it's something about being a disciple in your personal context. It's like what he did with the disciples, right? In, in Jesus was discipling them in their lives, in their own personal context. And I think it's the same for us. Um, and that's what God wants to do. He wants to come into your lives personally, like he did with me. And it's like that scripture, which I love, uh, it's 2 Corinthians, um, it's Second Corinthians 3, I think. Yeah. Second Corinthians 3, 16. Um, it says, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one of, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And I feel like now my focus, like God has brought such transformation in my life. And it's about transformation. The Christian walk is not about upholding expectations. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Go to church on Sunday. Do my Devo. Come to hungry. Right? These are, these are things I expected to do in the believer, but it's about true, deep heart, soul transformation, and Jesus is committed to it. He's committed to taking you to the next glory. He's committed to revealing himself to you even more. He's committed even more to deeper healing, deeper wholeness. He's about our wholeness. Not our brokenness, but he's about our wholeness. And so now I'm pursuing wholeness. Now I'm pursuing um, healing. I'm pursuing transformation. I want my life to continue to change because it's a transformed life that people really see that God is real. So, I just want to encourage you, like, be open, be transparent with where you're at, get prayer, uh, let the Holy Spirit disciple you in His ways. If, if you feel like you're not understanding God in a certain way, or, you, or you're misunderstanding Him, search after, get understanding because it will change your life. If you're not really sure about your identity, find out who you are in God because it will change your life. Um, so that is my testimony. I love to say thank you so much for coming To God be the glory. Uh, he's the one who does it all. He's the one who does it all. And my thing is if he could do it for me, he could definitely do it for you or for any of your friends or for any of your family. And, um, that needs him too.